Oh, no, he didn't. Girl, yes, he did. Welcome back to Oh No, Girl, Yes, the podcast. We are here yet again, approaching the big 100. That means you have about 90-some-odd episodes to catch up on. If you have not, <laughs> this is your first trip around the sun with us. Welcome. If I'm not, good. thank you for staying and hanging out. How you doing, girlfriend? I'm good. How you doing, girl? I'm doing good, girl. Uh, make sure you follow us, like, subscribe, share, comment, tell a friend, be a friend. We actually have a friend joining us for today's episode. Very special episode. We very rarely get a chance to bring in guests. Yes, so today I'm- we have a uh, author, uh, motivational speaker and a friend of the show joining us today. She and Patreon. Her, and Patreon subscriber. Uh, but you go ahead and let it out the way but you got to uh, sit in the waiting room. Yeah. Uh, we're welcoming to the show today with us, Crystal T. Ash. She has been a friend of the podcast from the beginning. She's a Patreon supporter. She's a loyal listener and commenter, also a good dear friend. But now we claim her because her first book is out. Uh, and we wanted her to come on, talk about her book. But she has some parts in the book that she's talking about it from high school, but we still be talking about it today. So first of all, <laughs> welcome to Oh No Girl. Yes, Crystal T. Ash. Thank y'all so much for having me. I love, love, love the podcast. So I'm super excited about being on the show today. Well, we're excited to have you. So tell us the name of the book, how we can get it, and then we'll dive on into the conversation. Okay. So the name of the book is Lessons from Our Grandma's Table. This is the book. Um, It's available on my website, which is www.crystaltash.com. Also Amazon, Barnes & Noble, but slide on over to my website first if the the spirit hits you. Um, But I'm really excited. It's my first book of just being able to tell some stories and the lessons that I've learned from those things over the years. Nice. I enjoyed reading the book. I know uh, Robin enjoyed reading and uh, the book in several different versions. And uh, what's funny is, uh, Robin, I don't know if I told you this, after I read the book, I was telling her uh, one of the lessons her grandma gave her, I still don't think she got. I was like, wait, when, you know, because Crystal is so... Chris is so kind. And a lot of times our conversation, I'm like, girl, cut them off. Girl, don't ever talk to them again. And she's like, no, because my grandma told me don't let somebody change the way you are and let them be the way they are. So once I read the book, and it's a, it's a portion, not to give away anything, where an aunt kind of rolls up on the grandma and grandma still had Crystal taking the aunt something to eat. And mm-hmm. so Crystal thinking her grandma is not letting this aunt change oh, her. Yeah, I said, yeah. hey, girlfriend, I said, your grandma set a boundary. You had to take the aunt some food because aunt right. wasn't in the house no more. You had to get out. Right. Okay. You talked about that at the sign, at the book sign. Get yeah. on somewhere. Okay. Well, maybe there was a new lesson that I learned that day, that grandma set <laughs> boundaries with people and boundaries. I used to learn how to set boundaries with people. So, but that's yeah. the greatest thing about the book is because w- because we're different people and we have different perspectives. When we read it, we may not get the same lesson you got I from it. We exactly. get the lesson that speaks to us the most, and sometimes it's totally different, you know. So that's the great thing about it. How that's, it's the, that's the thing that I wanted people to get the most is yes, these are my stories, but I want you. I always tell people find your lessons. Right. So I may give you a lesson that you may see from my perspective of that story, but I want you to find it for yourself, whether it's in the stories that I shared or are you thinking about something that happened similar in your own life. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's great because even though it's lessons from your grandma's table, each chapter you didn't just kind of 
share the lessons you learn from the world and from living and life experience. And you go from middle school to high school to college on and there seems to be a theme and, and part of probably why we are one of your favorite podcasts is this relationship thing, this, this thing with the dudes, with the boys, with the men's. And it's been a struggle for most of us from the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I think it's a lot of women like us. And I think that's why people do listen to the podcast, because, you know, when you're in your own space struggling to find healthy relationships with healthy boundaries, you're like, what's wrong with me? And so the, I don't know. Does it make you feel better that other people are struggling or does it make you feel worse that we all in the struggle? Right. Um, I think for me, it makes me feel better to know that I'm not alone in the situation. And I do have people, whether it's listening to you guys' podcast or talking to my friends where I can connect with people, not necessarily saying that we're like male bashing or coming at people, whatever, but being able to like find common ground to support each other in the struggle, so to speak. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned male bashing and um, because we I know when we first started the podcast, we were very, very hypersensitive to let people know this is not a male bashing platform. Now, through the years, hey, life happens. Things happen. You are who you are. I'm going to talk about you how I'm talking about you. But I, I want to say it's always true because our demographics is 88 percent women, 11 percent men. Huh. And that means we obviously aren't bashing them enough because they still yeah. hear it. <laughs> they're, they're collecting intel. It's not bashing when it's the truth. It's truth telling. It's not, you know, there, there's, there, there are facts that make up whatever opinion we've made about a certain situation. Always. A hundred percent. And some of us, myself primarily, when I say some of us are hypersensitive <laughs> about certain things um, and other things, you know, what I'm learning on several different journeys is, you know, everybody is not going to treat me the way I treat me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when you introduce one, a stranger, right? So Crystal, you're not going to treat me the way I treat me. Robin doesn't treat me the way I would treat me. Then right. you add in a man who from Mars, Venus, you know, it's all these different things that I'm realizing, okay, part of my struggles is I'm not just expecting me f- from them. <laughs> I'm expecting them to treat me the right. way I treat me. And um, that's, that's never going to happen in life, you know? Yeah. You exactly. live and learn. So some, some of your relationship stories that you shared, um, one primarily is about the guy um, in high school that kind of was, kind of, would you say he was leading you on or do you look back and say you misconstrued? Uh, from my perspective, he was leading me on. Okay, give us a little bit of a synopsis of it for folks who haven't read the A little bit of the synopsis. Uh, the chapter is called Know Your Worth. And so it's a, uh, about me basically my first real crush in life started in third grade and lasted to 12th grade. Like I was always like fawning over like, Oh, does he like me? Does he not like me? That whole thing. And he would do things or say things or spend time with me. And we would like, you know, be around each other a lot to where I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe he likes me today. And then I'd be like, Oh no, he got a girlfriend. Oh, okay. Sounds sounds about right. Sounds like high school. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it was always like, it was a situationship. I like, as an adult, looking back at it, it was like, oh, that was what that was called. I didn't know what it was called. And I also realized like, I was being hidden a lot. So it wasn't like we were out in public doing things or going places together, anything like that. It was always like a, almost like in the terms of TLC, a little creep situation. Mm-hmm. Day day. So, um, 
that was always the case. And like, did you know that? Did you realize that in real time, or was it a hundred percent looking back on? Hundred percent looking back on. Yeah. It. And I feel like I came to the realization towards the end of high school, and I talked about that in the chapter of like I was better than what he was offering. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the midst of it, all those years in the midst of it, it was just like, if he would just give me a chance, he would see yeah. the best thing that he would ever have in life. And, you know, we could be together and we'd be this great little high school power couple. And yeah, no, it never happened. <laughs> Do you think, um, the way you viewed that relationship in part, cause like Eunice said, we talk about that same thing, the situation right. as adults. But you met him so young and fell in love with him so young. And you discussed that in the book. We're talking third grade. This was like your first crush and you never let it go. Did that affect how you viewed him? And do you think that affected, like, let's say you met him in high school. Do you think you would have been of a different mindset than meeting him in elementary school and falling in love? think so it was just something about him and i know i talk about it in the book he was like one of those young people like the young guys that everybody's like oh everybody's gonna fall for him he's gonna have to beat him off with a stick he just had this thing about him right and i was drawn to it like it didn't matter and it's the crazy part is throughout the years i had other boyfriends but if he said anything to me it was like ah nope Stop close. I'm going with him. <laughs> so you know, it's something about that kid, like you said, the guy who who just has it. I have been an adult speaking in high schools, and as the kids come in, you can pick out without knowing the kids who he is <laughs> as they're coming in. You're like, oh, that's right. him right there. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about, and they will never stop being in high school. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Last I checked with this guy, he was a bodybuilder who lives in New Orleans. So I'm like, you still live in probably the same life that you probably was Okay, but I'm going to check you. Why was you checking on him? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Told on yourself. And as Told of yesterday, <laughs> I don't know what he up to now. Just looked at his Facebook today. page before I got on. Right, I was gonna say, I don't know what he's doing today, but last week he was <laughs> no, 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 It's been months since I did. <laughs> so, kind of to piggyback on Robert's question, and we talked about this a little bit in previous episodes about when we form our opinions as youngsters, okay, in third grade, when we start thinking about what it is we like in a person and what, you know, we don't know what attraction is in third grade. We just know I like you, you like me or whatever, right? right? right, right so, but we've, we've talked about how sometimes because that's where we're forming our ideas, sometimes we never grow out of those thoughts. We never grow out of the hurts. We never grow out of that. Do you feel like any of the things that you, not, not even specific to this guy, but some of the ideals that you had as a young person in, rela- in relationships, do you feel like you still carry some of them today? Or do you feel like you, you're you past that point and you're in a different space mentally? Mentally, I feel like as a 38 year old woman today, yes, I feel like I've evolved, but in my twenties, I was still doing the same things in terms of like, it's almost like unrequited love, chasing a guy, trying to get him to notice me, trying to get him to- Why was that so fun for us though? Like, I remember like that was fun to like somebody. It didn't matter if they liked you back. 
But it's the worst, especially when you think about like being with someone who actually likes you and returns phone calls and wants to see you and wants to hang out with you and wants to just call to see your face or like video chat to see your face or just to hear your voice or yeah, I'm busy, but I thought of you. Hey girl. It's, it's well, that's that's all new and good. But when you're talking about a high school crush, I'm thinking of however many I had. I don't think I ever thought about being with any of them. It was just fun to walk by his locker on third period. You know, like that was the excitement was I think he almost looked at me. I don't right. remember thinking, <laughs> oh, one day I'll talk to him. I think men have that same type of thing. It's almost like a chase. We, our chase looks different than m most men, but it's still that idea of he's not mine. But did he notice me? Right. Or you know, oh, he smiled at me today, right. and you can you can live on that for a whole month. Y'all remember that time he Girl, smiled at me at the locker? Why he in my stories though? <laughs> <laughs> like that just gives us it gives us some type of energy, you know. Yeah, and and I think the, I had it, yeah, it does hit different though, because then when you start having someone, as Crystal said, paying you some attention and making some effort and, and pursuing you literally, mm -hmm. it makes you kind of go back in your mind like, well, wait a minute now, all the people I was liking, all right. they liked me back. Right. They didn't. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think I had to come to the realization, um, Common has a song and he says like, it doesn't take all day to recognize sunshine. And I had to like really take mm -hmm. in like, I'm sunshine and like no matter where you are in the world if you walk outside you're going to see it and so I had to get out of the space of like trying to make someone want me or trying to make someone see me and see my value and it's like that's old um, yeah, yeah, that's that's real old. That's one of my favorite quotes from Common. Um, mm -hmm. And I use it quite a bit because it really comes down to sometimes men will say, well, I don't know yet. Mm -mm. You yes, met you me. You already met me. So you yeah. do know yet. Okay. So, but men will process that as, oh, well, we just met and she wanted to get married or we just met and she wanted to be serious. No, we just, you, the sun is shining. Right. You don't need you no know, couple of days to figure out if it was right. or not. Right. I'm almost willing to accept that in, on, in the high school level, at the college, collegiate level. But at our ages now, it just it's there's no reason for there's it. There's no reason. None. There's no space for that. And I think all of us are new to that being it, a boundary now. Yeah, very much so. Right? Because and I think we've conditioned ourselves differently. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we're just cool. We're just trying to see what it is. Yeah. We've become aware of that probably since we launched this podcast, to be mm -hmm. honest. I mean, we probably had these revelations before, but it's very apparent now, you know. It's, it's, it's hyper apparent, almost to the point where you can be on a first date with somebody and you almost want to say, what we going to do? Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm on my second drink. So if you ain't yeah. trying to be with me, we ain't even got to do this. I can get this, I can get this to go. Yeah. Um, and so, but I love being in that space because... I feel like my non-negotiables list is in print, is printed for myself. You know, my boundaries are set in stone for myself because, mm -hmm. you know, think about all the times we've set boundaries and we let people push them and move and was like, well, okay, just to have the interaction. Well, no, right. that's not how I wanted it to go, but just, well, well, at least he did that. And now I'm so excited about what's for me on the other side of my own boundaries, mm -hmm. not moving my own boundaries being respected by me. I know Crystal and I, we've had recent conversations about respecting our own boundaries. And when we say that, but Crystal has this unique, unique talent. She can set a boundary. Like she, she ain't in a state cause she heard about mad cow disease as a child. So, you know, so she can set a boundary. boundary. She can set a boundary. I'm like, you ain't had no state cause of mad cow. Are you kidding me? Okay. But 
She also in relationships will not respect her own boundaries sometimes. And we have those conversations that we all do it because it's like, you know what? I should not answer this phone because I ain't talked to him in three days. And yeah. then you answer it, boy, would yeah. And yeah. so we do it, we do it. And I know that she has this ability to set these boundaries and, and I'm like, girl, I'm gonna eat a steak for him and answer that phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it goes back to it. You said you had a different perspective. Me having that perspective, like with my grandmother, she would always say, "Do right by people. No matter how they treat you, do right by people." And so I always had that mindset, like, "Okay, it doesn't matter that they didn't call you back. It doesn't matter that they didn't, you know, they stood you up." Like, she really will say that doesn't matter. I'm still going to answer the phone when they call because I don't like it way it feels. When people don't answer the phone when I call. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to put that energy out into the world and ghosting someone. Like, that was like a, that's like, ugh. Right, and I'm like, that's not you ghosting them. That's you setting a boundary and respecting right. it for yourself. But we will go back and forth. I'm like, your grandma didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I read the book. I read the book. Your grandma said, don't let people take you out of your character, character. and make you be like they are. But yeah. she also said, get thine on over there. Go to your own house. Get out of my house. house. I can send somebody to see about you. Somebody else, send somebody else to see about you. Well, since then, I've been practicing the whole boundaries thing. Yeah. Very yeah. hard, but you know, had to cut some people out of my life. So Crystal, question. for this guy that you don't know oh, where wait. he is in New Orleans, um, what would you think he would think if he read that chapter? First of all, would he know it was him? I don't know because I didn't use his real name. Right. So. But I'm saying if he read right. it, if he read your book, he would he may. He may. Because I use I can't him. believe you don't think he would. I think he would. That's what I'm hearing. No, he may. He may. He may know. I mean, you did kind of go into details, even, you know, him coming in the to see about the column and all that kind of stuff. He, so, he probably would pick it up then. I don't then, know. Okay. Know. Okay. He, he 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 could possibly like the whole like coming by after we start did our first uh, year in college. Like he probably would be like, oh, that was me. <laughs> well, this but you know, a lot of people sent sometimes him a copy of your book and we invited him on the right. show. Go ahead and let him <laughs> A lot of a lot of times, some people, especially in movies, not necessarily in books, but they will take a character and it will be created from various characters. Right, so maybe right, he right, doesn't right, know, right. you know, that right. that's but but right. it is him the whole time. What we saying? <laughs> it is him. It, it's him the whole time. But you know what's crazy? Think about it. If you wrote a book, not just you, Crystal. If any of us wrote a book today about the guy, right, that we learned a lesson from based on that, it would actually be a a phenotype of. 25 different dudes. Right, right, right. <laughs> it would. It would. Like, they would not know it was them because they all have done and said the same thing. Mm -hmm. The crazy part about it is, no, no, it's not crazy. Like, I've dated multiple guys like him throughout life. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I feel like I, they look different. Maybe tall, maybe short, maybe a little wide, a little skinny, but they all have the same personality type. And so why do you think that is? Why do you think you draw that? I mean, we all draw, keep dating the same guy. Why do you think you keep dating that guy? Uh, like, for instance, for my... my I was about to say, for mine, it's almost like a comfort level because I feel like I'm in control when I have zero control. So for you, what, like, what does it look like? It's a comfort level of, I know this person, I know how to respond to them, but it's also, if I'm going a little bit deeper, it's a part of like, it's almost like a trauma response of like, 
you know, wanting or desiring something that does not want or desire you. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, well, we kind of like manifest like, oh, well, I know this is going to happen. Right. So then because you know it's not going to work, you feel like you're in control because right. you already know how it's going to go. But that's right. not how you want to go. And then right. when it goes that way, you're like, see, I told you. And then you're still devastated. Right. It's all right. that it, avoid it's like put your... You put yourself through it just to say, I told you so. I knew it was going to happen like that. <laughs> Before 2015, 2015 is the year I took off. Um, but before 2015, I can tell you, I consciously dated people that I knew I was never at any risk of ever having to be with. So that way, I know they ain't going to leave me because I ain't never thinking I'm going to be with them. And girl be... <laughs> Someone crying when he go. And I mean, I'm saying before 2015 is when I had to stop and say, girl, you are consciously attracted to people that you know are not going to offer you anything because you think that'd be a safe place because now you won't get attached. Right. And you got attached to all of them. Didn't stop it from at all. Didn't stop it from happening at all. I, I, I saw the exit sign of hello and that was attractive to me at that point. That's what's crazy is that you mm. know you sit there and figure out your pathology and you're like, but again, that's a, still that control mechanism of okay, well I'm gonna jump off the cliff. Okay, well I I knew he wasn't gonna be nothing no way and still be somewhere. Girl, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, and I would say like just recently getting to a place of like you know what that's not gonna be the answer. Like if when I if I can spot it, like go ahead and cut it off or learn to set boundaries. Set boundaries. So let me ask you, when you do spot old behavior, or you know what, I guess as all of us grow up, and I think we're unique, well, we might not be unique, but I think what we do is we do try to be self-aware and figure out our parts in, in, in the struggle. We could easily be doing a podcast about how all men suck and, and everything is their fault and their problem. So uh, we might not be unique. I don't listen to all the other dating podcasts. I don't know what they be talking about. But when you look at when you even say more recently, um, what is the shift from when you realize, okay, this is on me and not on them? Like, are you, uh, and for both of y'all, are you able to activate it immediately? Or do you want it to not be your issue and keep putting it on them? For myself, it'll take me a minute. I'll, I will identify it as something they did. And then if I give myself some time to marinate, I'll realize my reaction didn't really have much to do with them, but I brought a lot of what it was to them, to the, yeah. to the moment. Yeah, in my, in my experience, I found that if I can take a breath, I need to do that because then I can analyze it, not from a space of anger or a space of disappointment or hurt. I can actually look and see what happened and see, well, why do I feel this way? What made me feel this way? And what did I do? You know, not necessarily like just, it's a self-searching thing, but it's not trying to place blame on me but just make sure i don't place the blame on somebody else you know for something that i dealt with i think for me i've always been a very introspective person so like i'm always in my head like okay when i said that was that like why did i say that or what was my like motive for saying that or like how did that come across and i do want to have conversations with people to say like you know well, what were you thinking when i said this or you know like let's talk about whatever that situation was and so i'm always very like aware of owning my part in something but also wanting to talk to that person about whatever the situation was so that 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 brings me to my next point when you say you always in your head and we just said we all are self-reflective and think about it you are always in your head to a point where 
You said it. I'm just repeating what you said. I think there's a balance because we are all all in our heads. I think especially about relationships because we haven't had that one workout yet. So then we're trying to replay the conversation. Yeah. Should I have said that? And what did he mean when he said that? And wait, did he really understand when I said that? Right. So I think we all do that. But you do that in pretty much everything, though, right? <laughs> she bought flowers. Wait, wait. No, she had this big growth moment. Yeah, I'm sharing it. Yeah, I'm sharing it. So, okay. So you know how? Um, no, because this is a, this is gonna be good for our listeners and for all of us. And I, and I don't know what yours is, Robin. Sometimes we don't like stuff because we ain't had it. So uh, an example I'll give is if I see somebody doing a whole bunch of PDA somewhere, I'm the one get a room. Yeah. Mm. If I had somebody holding my hand and kissing me in my ear at the table, I probably wouldn't have that opinion. Okay. So we were talking one day about flowers or whatever. And Crystal was sharing how, you know, she ain't really that impressed with flowers. Ain't that whatever, you know. Okay. And flowers ain't for everybody. So she took me a text the other day or yesterday, said, I bought myself some flowers and I'm smiling. I said, oh, I love it, friend. I love it. And the next thing she got all up in her head. I said, where, where am I going to put them? I said, no, ma'am, what we won't do. <laughs> what we will not do. What we will not do. Not ready to worry about killing the flowers. We ain't got to worry about where we going to put the flowers and then what if we just go take them home? <laughs> That's hilarious. You can put them anywhere. It don't matter. <laughs> so she will have suffered from that. And I, all of us do on some level, but the paralysis of analysis, where you're like, wait, because we don't want to get it wrong, Right. But I think part of what helps me, and I'm new to just making decisions because I've spent my whole life, well, I don't, do uh, I don't I'm not sure, whatever. And I'm to a point now where I've gotten it wrong so many times, I ain't dead yet. Let's just go. Let's just see about it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you think everybody reaches that point where it's just like, mm, whatever. It was only, and it's not settling. It's not desperate. It's no, just, no, you know no, what? no, not what. Yeah. I've gotten to this point by being smart and being wise and making good right. choices. So now why am I still holding myself to the standard? Like, I don't know how to make good choices. Now I'm like, whatever, it'd be all right. I'm gonna survive, I done survived this It's gonna be okay. You know what? That is all my worst days. <laughs> I aspire to get there. I have not arrived there just yet. I haven't either. I haven't either, Crystal. Yeah. I mean, to be honest. Yeah, I have not arrived But yet. I'm the elder statesman. I'm older yeah. than both of y'all. <laughs> no, no, no. And yeah, okay. and so, it, 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 it is, I think it would be a peace of mind moment for me to get to that spot where it's just like, you know, I've done everything I I know to do. Right. How about I just kind of step outside my body a little bit? And just See what happens. And you know See what's what interesting? It's interesting for you to say that because most people will say it's at 40. Most people will say when you turn 40, it's like it just clicks differently. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. at 46, 30, I think yeah, something yeah. did click for me at 40, but at 46, I can't even imagine what 50 gonna look like. But you're in your <laughs> 46 too, so maybe you're just a little delayed on that. Well, no, I got it at 40. It's a next level where I am now. Oh, I got you, I got 50, you. It ramped up. 50 got gonna it. look like, right. I got I, it. It happened at 40. I told y'all before, my girlfriend, when she she's like nine years older than me, and when she turned 40, she was so effing 40. And I yeah. could not wait to turn 40. I was like, ooh, it's 40 like that? And I turned 40 and I was like, 40's kind of like that. And mm. now at 46, it's interesting. I mean, people can offer me information, you know, and I mean, I can't even pretend for them to complete the conversation that is, I'm, li I'm listening. Oh yeah, I don't need that. Mm. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good on that. Mm. Um, 
So it's exciting though, because mm. yeah, now you are, you feel like you're flying by the seat of your pants, but what's beautiful is that you really aren't. You actually have genuine wisdom. Like you actually do know. Mm -hmm. And you don't even overthink stuff anymore. It's like, you know what? I got everything that's in me has been based on information, experience, knowledge, self-awareness, prayer, motivation, meditation, you know? So when yeah. you say, whatever, I'm going to do it, it really is not half-assed as it sounds in the moment. Right. It's because that's just you are. You are a wise person now. I think we all have wisdom. It's our level of courage to actually apply it. Or to trust it. To trust it, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're like, well, how would I know? Well, how do I know that would work? Well, how do I know he's not going to do that? Well, how do I know? You know, you ain't never going to know. This guy, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's divorced twice. He's single now. He's in his 60s. And I was telling him about, oh, I found this new situation, whatever. And he's like, well, you don't know them. I said, said the man with two divorces. Let's try to be careful with their advice when they, you know what I mean? And that's I why I'm, saying, that. I'm in a space where how did that work? So did you know them? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's why we tell we tell people in relationships all the time who listen to us, don't don't listen to us. Yeah, I mean, no, listen to listen to the podcast, but don't you, we'll tell you in a minute. I don't know that. I don't know that. <laughs> that ain't my lane. That ain't my but lane. But the people who done it right did it wrong, and they still okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because what's right and what's wrong? Do what you do. What works for you? And guess what? When it stopped working, do something different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we are, or y'all are, and I've been. It's this thing of not wanting to get it wrong. And at some point, yeah. you realize, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> I still have a stronghold on that. Yeah, yeah. I think you see so many people getting it wrong, and you're like, okay, I don't want to like put myself in that situation and be divorced in two years. Yeah. like Because you see that happen so many years. It's now... It used to be like people like, oh, they've been together for 25 years. And they're like, oh, they're celebrating. Now it's like, oh, they made it five years. Oh, okay, let's celebrate that. And it's like, but see, but Crystal, in my mind, if I got divorced in two years, I'd be like, at least I got married one time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, did that. I'm good. I ain't got to wonder what happened if I got married. <laughs> one last question for the universe. <laughs> that is hilarious. I mean, she's hilarious too. She tells me, no, I'm true. I am not tripping on it. <laughs> we know how that would have gone because it went. It's not, I'm not going to look up at 75 and be like, I wonder if I had, I want, it's going to, I mean, I'm in a space where, ooh, y'all remember that time I did that? Ooh, mm -hmm. won't do that no more. And keep it moving. I'm mm -hmm. not afraid of making mistakes. I'm not afraid of getting it wrong. I'm not attached to doing something wrong just so I can be right that it was going to be wrong. I told y'all that. I don't have none. I promise you, it's almost like an overnight thing that I'm like, Let's go. Some stuff works, some stuff doesn't. Yeah. It's going to be all right. Have a go. <laughs> all right, Crystal, tell us all again right, how please. we can get your book. Yes, please. All right. Once again, you can go to my website. It's www.crystaltash.com or you can get it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. It's available in ebook and print. So I hope that people, like I said, can find their own lessons in reading the book. And it's very similar to the podcast and where we might be talking about something we went through, but it does spark different ideas and different conversations for people mm -hmm. outside of anything we've ever experienced or ever talked about. It kind of right. serves that same same purpose. And as two uh, friends and supporters of yours who appreciate you being friends and supportive of ours, is a really like this full circle moment. I'm saying, yeah. girl, you better write that book. Girl, you better write that book. Yeah. Girl, you better write that book. And you didn't wrote that book. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. We'll have you back for your next book. Have a what? 
We'll have you back on after your next book is out. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I know I shared a little bit at the uh, book signing, but I'm gonna start with the stupid girl story. <laughs> oh, that's a teaser. So like maybe it. we'll just I have like you back. Make sure y'all get the book. So that way, when we have these little conversations about the book, y'all ain't left completely out. But when we say situationship, everybody says, oh, okay, yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I already know that. Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate you so much, Crystal Tiash. Thank you for joining us here on the podcast. We always appreciate y'all tuning in for another episode of. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, no, he didn't. Girl, yes, he did. <laughs>